you um, you mentioned that entrepreneurs are genetically encoded to do this. Yeah, they're 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 uh, constitutionally unemployable. <laughs> you and I were talking before everybody came in this morning, and the notion of a genetic code that is a part of your package, yep. it, it comes up a lot in conversations with you, and I'm mm -hmm. curious if you can decode the genetic code as such an important part of how you think about work excellence. Um, if you have a notepad, I want you all to draw a little, I, I mean, it's still a professor, so I have to have frameworks, okay? I want you to draw a little framework, and, and I'll answer it with a little framework. Uh, let's go back to the, um, to the lab book and studying the bug called Jim, trying to understand this bug. The lab book had three sections in it, which roughly coincide to, say, three intersecting circles. So imagine you have three intersecting circles, and your, tr your task is to find the intersection of all three. Circle one, in the top circle, section one, is what you are absolutely passionate about and love to do. So all the things in the lab notebook that go into that, and you understand, gee, I really like to do this, this is interesting, I, I, you know, makes time fly, whatever, but you, and you're passionate about it, you believe in it. The bottom left circle, which is section two of the lab notebook, is what are those things that I was genetically encoded to do, that I was born to do? Now, that's a very different thing. Um, let me, let me uh, uh, use an example to, to illustrate. Uh, I'll do it in two, uh, on two sides. Uh, most of us suffer from the curse of competence. All of you in this room suffer from the curse of competence, which means that there are things you can be good at because you have an abundance of talent. But that doesn't mean that it's in the small subset of things that you were genetically programmed to potentially be truly excellent at. Now, let me illustrate in a personal example of the difference between that. Uh, when I came out of high school and went to college, everybody thought I should be a mathematician because I was one of these kids that did well in math and all of that. And I went off and I majored in applied mathematics. And sure enough, I was, had a real competence at math. Then I met the people who were genetically encoded for math. <laughs> you didn't look like them. No. Their, their brains are just wired really different. And you know, I would come and take three hours to finish the exam, they would come in, take 20 minutes with some brilliant insightful, and they're just, their brain was, they were made for mathematics, particularly pure mathematics, and boom, they'd disappear in 20 minutes, and when the bell curve would come out, they're the one out here. Now, I had a competence at math, but I wasn't genetically encoded. I wasn't genetically programmed that this is what I was made to do. And there's a big, big difference between what you're good at, what you've learned to do, and what you are made to do. So that's the, the next circle down. The third circle is what people will pay you to do. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I, if you take the top circle, it's simply not true that if you do what you love, the money will follow. I love listening to Brahms. <laughs> I could listen to Brahms Symphony 3 a hundred times. I have listened to it a hundred times, just driving to work. Nobody's going to pay me to listen to Brahms 3. The real secret, then, is when you find the intersection of those three circles to where you're spending your life doing stuff you're passionate about and love to do, stuff that not you're good at, but you were genetically programmed that when you do it, you say, I know I was made to do this, and somebody pays you. Uh -huh. Okay. Bingo. 
touchdown. That's it. That's the yeah. sweet spot. Yep.